All right, on this episode of In the Loop, it's a very relaxed atmosphere right now. We got, uh, we're at Cape May, New Jersey, just after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We've had our dinner and we've had our post-dinner nap. Yep, we're walking along the boardwalk and the ocean is gently uh, waving in the background. What's it doing? Lapping? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Humphrey's here. Humphrey is here. We're taking him for a walk. So I want to ask you, you get super excited about Thanksgiving, but um, I don't get it because you're a vegetarian. Like, what, what's there to get thrilled about? Well, even when I ate meat, which was up until 2004, I didn't ever think that the turkey was the most special part of Thanksgiving. I thought it was all about the sides, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes. Um, and the best part of Thanksgiving, my central part of the meal is the stuffing that my grandmother makes which I am confident in saying it's my favorite food in in the whole world I don't think there's anything I like more than that stuffing um that said that stuffing is not vegetarian because it is totally cooked in the turkey with like turkey giblets in it um but I still eat it because it's delicious and like being a vegetarian 364 days a year is enough of a commitment for me. So what you're saying really is you're a vino, a vino. What's that mean? Vegetarian in name only? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm a vegetarian most of the time. I wouldn't say when it's convenient because I'm willing to go out of my way for it. But I feel like with, with holidays, when somebody's preparing a really special meal and putting in a whole day of work, you know, you need to respect that and eat heartily but like I said even when I ate meat the turkey was kind of an afterthought it's like I'm really there for the stuffing a lot of turkeys died to uh, make a lot of people happy I think that's (laughs) not very nice thing to say um yes but the fact that the stuffing is uh is cooked inside the turkey I mean that turkey is a vehicle for the best part of the meal and I appreciate that it sacrificed its life so we could shove its chest cavity full of stuffing. I, I honor that sacrifice that the turkey made, and I applaud everyone else for eating all the meat. Okay, I guess that's very Native American of you. <laughs> so it's beautiful being out on the southern tip of New Jersey. You know, for a second there, I thought I saw a shooting star, but it was actually like a mosquito or some kind of bug. <laughs> But no, that's a very starry night. We don't get to see these in Washington. No, the stars look great. You forget when you live in a city about all the light pollution and how much the sky looks different someplace that's pretty dark. I think that bright one up there, you see it? Yeah. I think that's melancholia. <laughs> oh no, that would mean the world's ending. That is. It's a movie we just saw by Lars von Trier, Melancholia. Um, it's interesting, it stars Kirsten Dunst. Who's getting great reviews. A lot of people are saying it's the best role she's ever been in. Was it? Uh, I can't think of a movie that I've seen her in where she was any better. Hello, Spider-Man. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. I like that one. <laughs> um, no, I thought, it was a, I thought it was a spectacularly haunting movie. Um, a lot of the adjectives we saw in all of the reviews, there was breathtaking and haunting and beautiful were all accurate. I think one said that it made you feel ecstatic or it left you in a state of ecstasy. I disagreed with that one. Yeah. It left me in a state of hollow depression. I mean, it was, it was not an upper. The earth is evil. We don't need to grieve for it. What? 
nobody will miss it. All I know is life on Earth is evil. There may be life somewhere else, but there isn't. How do you know? Because I know things. Oh, yes, you always imagined you did. It centers around two sisters. One is um, Kirsten Dunst, and the first half of the movie is centered around her. And, and she's her disaster wedding. A horrifyingly awkward disaster wedding. Everybody, thank you for being so patient. We're just having a little issue with the wedding dress. She'll be right down. Is everybody in your family stark raving mad? And the second one um, centers around her sister, who's also at the wedding, and her um, fear about um, this planet called Melancholia destroying Earth, like smashing into it. And she's uber paranoid and just saddened. And Yeah, in the beginning of the movie, it's just a star in the distance, and then um, it's getting closer, and her husband keeps telling her that she's worried for no reason and it's just going to pass by and it's this special spectacular astrological event he's so excited by it should we give away the ending well the ending kind of goes it's in the beginning but if you watch the trailer it looks like it's just like a full the movie's full of these magnificent visuals and it's really only the beginning a little bit in the middle and the end i think it's definitely worth seeing but it's hard to describe to people in a way that's like i mean it's it's an apocalyptic movie. It is. It oscillates between, you know, a character that's incredibly depressed and one that's anxious that the world is going to end. So it's not a really positive experience, but it is a beautiful movie. Well, what I like is how um, Lars von Trier was able to depict an apocalyptic movie that was just took so little. You know, it just took like really the depression of two two yeah. actresses to convey like the apocalypse instead of having like tsunamis like blowing over cities lots of cgi cgi and things like that um so i thought that was good um really though the movie is it's not really a movie it is a film it's a work of art and if you look at it that way then it's it's easier to appreciate but people were kind of like giggling, and I think that they just sort of like got the wrong idea about it. Yeah, I don't. I think people felt awkward and didn't know how to take it. And um, I'm trying to figure out how to describe the ending. I mean, it is so spectacular, and then it just goes dark, and it's so shocking and leaves you in this state of reflection of you know what just happened. Um, and I think a lot of people didn't really know how to respond to that, but. Sort of the way I think that this podcast gets described <laughs> at the end. Oh, yeah. Ecstasy, a state of euphoria. Stunning beauty. Stunning beauty.